Welcome to Episode 6 of the Discover Ocala Podcast, presented by Showcase Properties of Central Florida. I'm Valerie Daly, the presenter for this podcast. In Episode 6, I visit with Jennifer hunt Murdy, the owner of Magnolia Media Company. Jen is the publisher of the Ocala Gazette and Ocala Style Magazine. These local publications serve our community through local journalism, lifestyle, and stories. Hi, Jen. It's so good to see you. It's been a while. How have you been? Good. It's very good to see you, too. Yeah. It has been a while. It has been a long time, but but you're here now, and today we're going to talk about something that's very special in Ocala, and that is the Ocala Gazette, which you've started, and I think I read somewhere you hit a milestone. It's been three, three years. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. So tell me how you got started. And what has it been like in these three years? Well, uh, the idea for the Gazette was really born out of love for this community, first and foremost. And that makes me a little protective of it. <laughs> so I, I feel strongly that keeping things transparent, and being an independent source of information can really be a protection for a community um, in a lot of different ways. And our community is like a lot of others across the country where there's been a significant decline in the number of journalists, mm -hmm. you know, out in the field asking questions. And I think that is a shame uh, because uh, journalism is so important for the strength of our democracy and also even at a local level, helping maintain our quality of life here. Uh, so I started the paper to fill a void. Well, it's been wonderful. Um, has it, uh, so we get it once a week, right? And it's online, but you also produce it in print format. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that process and, and what, is it always been a weekly paper? Have you thought about doing something different? What, what does that look like? Sure. What we try to do is put news out daily, digitally, but we only print once a week. Um, it's funny because in the industry, a lot of people have sort of laughed, you started a print product? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Um, but I felt that so a big part of our community still had an affinity to print. I know I do. Um, so being able to offer both was important especially because um, I also wanted us to qualify to do legal notices. Mm -hmm. And um, there are certain elements of, that only a print paper can can address. So wanted to make sure I had that function too. Yep. Um, how do you get the news? On any given day, we have so much information coming at us. It's It's not how do we get it, it's which can we run with? Um, I think a lot of times the public doesn't understand how much legwork it takes to report responsibly, you know, to verify things. Um, so we're often handicapped with how much we can cover just by number of hands to do the work. Um, I get, I get a little frustrated sometimes that I leave a lot on the table because mm -hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. just not enough time in the day. Um, 
but we try to be very transparent in how we find our stories. Um, I welcome anybody to ever ask, you know, how did you, how did you find that story? You know, what was the process? Just like we demand transparency from, you know, our public officials. I feel like the newspaper also uh, must be transparent about its process. Right. And it's, uh, it's, you've had some very interesting stories and I think you were just recognized as well. So you've got an award that you can tell us about. Yes. Uh, the Florida Press Association recently had a conference and um, we submitted work for 2022 and received about 10 different awards. Awesome. Yeah, that was it was very um, it was affirming to know we're doing it right. <laughs> but there was one in particular that I think meant the most to everybody or to any news person. And that was um, in support of first First Amendment defense. In other words, you know, newspapers are usually at the forefront of fighting for the public's right to know information. And so we submitted a, a body of work to show, you know, how we did that. And to receive that recognition, um, it was huge. It it's awesome. Good. It it's good. really, really, really good. good. The yeah. First Amendment's at the heart of everything we do. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So what has been some of your biggest challenges? I mean, the biggest challenge for all newspapers right now is resources. Mm -hmm. um, you need hands and time and, you know, money sometimes for records, particularly in death reporting or investigative journalism. A lot of the journalism that the public has come to not trust is because it's diluted. Okay. It's journalists working with scarce resources and you know maybe doing the best they can but it, when we have more time manpower energy uh, resources we can report in a way that uh, impacts our community you know in a more positive way the other challenge i will admit personally that i i've sort of had to to come find peace on is newspapers on one hand can be a great civic cheerleader and on the other hand you know have to sometimes ask hard questions mm -hmm. and give out unpopular messages and so you know internally i think the first year i was struggling with okay so am i going to only be the civic cheerleader or am i going to be the type of gutsy newspaper our forefathers envisioned when they wrote the first <laughs> amendment <laughs> and you know, can I have peace with the consequences of that? And I feel like once I did feel peace with that role, um, it's been easier. And I feel like our reporting has only improved. It's it's a hard job. It is a very hard <laughs> job. And and um, knowing when people see you, do they do they turn the other way sometimes? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's. It's interesting. Um, it's interesting to hear who supports the work. We have a lot of people in the public reach out and thank us. Um, but I do notice sometimes um, in public, you know, some people might be uncomfortable if we're in just in attendance. Mm -hmm. And um, I try to reassure everybody that we don't do gotcha journalism. 
you want to know what we're looking for. You want to, I mean, we're just going to be upfront um, and transparent about it. So I'm hoping that with time, our intentions, our good intentions are sort of proven and, and the community um, maybe is nudged into having some hard conversations that we've been neglecting. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just like a family has to have sometimes. But right. then you have them, you address it, you move on. And continue, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what the hope yeah. is. Do you have a favorite story over these three years? Or the reporting we did on the fire fee case, mm -hmm. um, the reporting we did on conflicts of interest about city attorneys, um, all of that led to change and awareness. And I feel, you know, proud Very to be, yes. be part of that work. Um, also, I'm surprised with how much I enjoy all the sports reporting <laughs> <laughs> because I get to see the community's reaction. Um, in fact, those games, you know, I'm usually asleep when they're reporting on them. So I wake up in the morning and I eagerly like get my coffee and look at the sports photos. Um, it's, it's nice to stay connected with the community through the community news stories too. Mm -hmm. It's not just the the hard hitting pieces that that motivate us. So I eagerly await for my digital copy to come in on Fridays, and it's one of the first things I read. Uh, and I I appreciate the stories that that you're telling, and and I love the fact that you're also telling things about Ocala and why Ocala is special. So thank you for, for doing that as well. Um, if you had all the resources, where do you think the Gazette would go? I would definitely print more than once a week. Um, I would be able to give more robust coverage than I can now. I, I believe we're probably the only news outlet right now watching both city council, board of county commission, and the school district. That yeah. makes me nervous. <laughs> you know? We, yeah, you're thin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So to be able to do it more fully and be able to use the extra time to do more investigative journalism, I think that's what the people want. Mm -hmm. um, so time to do those deeper fuller stories would be great and what do you need as far as resources well you know we we made the three-year mark yes and I'm pretty sure this has been the hardest thing I've ever done <laughs> or ever will do but now I would really like to f shift to looking at long-term sustainability for local journalism in Marion County I want this newspaper to serve generations um so I'm hoping that, you know, I can appeal to the community that a strong, robust newspaper is part of critical infrastructure, but for it, it to sustain itself, it really cannot have, it cannot be motivated by economic forces. It needs to be looked at as infrastructure, that a community needs to, to be healthy. So reader support, allies, you know, that are going to uh, put policies in place that are supportive of um, local journalism. That's what's going to help sustain it. What kind of policy 
There was recent legislation changed that allows uh, the county to not use newspapers for public notices. Uh, That has has been a significant source of revenue for newspapers for Mm -hmm. a long time. Um, When Florida made the change and said, okay, county government, you don't have to publish in a newspaper. You can do it on your own website. That type of policy shift not only took revenue from uh, newspapers, but it also has the potential for a little bit of self-dealing, in in my opinion, and a lot of others. So, you know, the county has a choice coming up soon. Are they going to stop using local newspapers for their public notices? Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's that's interesting Mm -hmm. to hear that. Do you have... um, any numbers on reader support or um, social media? What 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 do you what who are you reaching? We probably get about on average a hundred thousand page views a month digitally, which is good considering we're only three years old. What's interesting to me is that the users it's probably about sixty thousand a month. A lot of it's new. Great traffic like i I, i'm hoping for more repeat you know return uh users but it's it's takes time Mm -hmm. and also we would really like to reach a younger crowd to try to convince them that they need to be interested in local news uh, they need to participate one of the the goals of a newspaper always is to encourage civic involvement and Mm -hmm. unfortunately our voter turnout isn't what it should be. And that's not just us, it's across the country. But when you can get people engaged, and there's so much to be engaged about. Right, right. Well, it's not Slocala anymore, right? So there's a lot that can be discussed and read and learned about. And uh, you guys are doing a phenomenal job. And I really, you know, can't thank you enough for stepping up to the plate and providing this for us because we didn't have a newspaper here that solely reflected on what was going on here in Ocala, Marion County. So thank you so much for for doing that. Thank you. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about why everybody should support local journalism. And I think it can go back to my motivation for why I started it, which is love of community. You know, if you want to be connected to your community, starting with local news is is one very, way to do that's it. That's right. It's very important. It yes. To, you know, that's why you live here. So love where you live. Participate. Yes. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Valerie, for having me. Discover Ocala is presented by Showcase Properties of Central Florida. As an independent brokerage firm for over two decades, Showcase Properties has helped customers throughout Central Florida achieve their real estate goals. Showcase Realtors offer expertise in a variety of property types and price points, and their services go beyond just buying and selling. Visit ShowcaseOcala.com to connect with a dedicated local realtor and start your unique real estate journey today. We 
also want to thank you, the listener, for taking time to discover Ocala with us. We hope you enjoyed this month's episode. And if you did, please consider leaving us a review or rating wherever you're listening, or even telling a friend about us. If you have any questions on other organizations, individuals, or events you'd like to see covered in future episodes, you can get in touch with us directly at discoverocala at showcaseocala.com. See you next month. Bye.